starting. Hello <laughs> and welcome. <laughs> we are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hi, ladies. Kumbaya, Hi. Whose phone Lord. is on vibrate? All of ours. <laughs> Happy October. Happy. It's already been October for a little bit, but yes. Happy halfway through October. It's it Halloween. You can be happy October the entire time. Stop buzzing phone. Well, turn fine. it off, vibrate. Then I'll just make a noise. Can you not put it on just silent? It is on silent. That's not important. We have a couple patrons to thank. Yay! Patrons! We have Jamie. Jamie, we love you. <laughs> Courtney? Courtney, we love you. And Jessica. Jessica, we love you. Wow. Welcome to the cult, guys. <laughs> I love all of you. Some of my favorite people growing up were named Jessica. Yeah? Yeah. Well, now you have a favorite one as an adult, too. This is exciting. Okay, now that we have thoroughly thanked our patrons, are you guys ready for a story? Oh, I'm excited. In September of 2001. It was there. Spooky. I haven't even gotten through the first time. I was a freshman. I was in eighth grade, so yes. Ooh, spooky. I was in middle school? <laughs> I don't remember what grade I was in. Um, Kevin Manis made a purchase at an estate sale in Portland, Oregon, from a home of a woman who died at the age of 103. Wow, kudos, mm-hmm. ma'am. This wasn't an uncommon occurrence since Kevin was an antiques dealer who owned a shop. Oh, <gasps> I bet he was haunted AF. Or his shop was. Either way. Part of that purchase was an antique wine cabinet. Oh, fun. <gasps> Is it a Dybbuk box? Maybe. Oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> when Kevin opened the wine cabinet, he found a pair of 1920s pennies, locks of hair bound with cord, a gold-colored wine goblet, a dried rosebud, a candle holder, and a small granite statue with the Hebrew word shalom engraved on it. That doesn't sound good. Nope, it does not. He also shouldn't have opened it. <laughs> well, if you thought it was a wine cabinet that you were going to sell in your store. Well, weird things started happening, such as light bulbs breaking, and we'll get into it. <gasps> Whoa. Are you talking about the light bulb in our studio? Girl, don't you put that evil on me. I, okay. So he brought the wine cabinet to his shop and placed it in the basement with the intent to clean the wine cabinet to eventually be gifted to his mother as a birthday present. Oh, no. Solid mood, Kevin. Um, (laughs) He had a few errands to run first, and so he left the shop. After about a half an hour, Kevin received a call from his salesperson who was hysterical and convinced someone had broken into the shop. Oh, no. Poor salesperson. After telling her to call the police, Kevin's phone died. When he arrived at the shop, he found the gates locked. What? Did she dip out and she was just like, peace, motherfucker? After letting himself into his shop, he found his employee in a corner of his office sobbing. Oh, bless it. Kevin then ran downstairs to discover the smell of cat urine and the lights not working. Cat urine? Uh Uh-huh. That's a recurring theme here, unfortunately. After investigating, Kevin discovered that all the lights in the basement had shattered. His employee didn't come back after that day. No, I would not. You'll be fine. No. Yeah. So Kevin at this point is still convinced nothing is related. This is just a weird, freaky occurrence. Yeah. And so he gifted the box to his mother on October 31st. (gasps) Happy Halloween. That would be... I want people give me antiques for Halloween. 
I like this idea. So instead of candy, just give you antiques that may or may not be haunted. Please and thank you. Keep them at your house. That's <laughs> generally what happens when people give me things. <laughs> <laughs> not everything's about you, Tiffany. It should be, but not this. <laughs> so Kevin gave the, the gift to his mother. And when he stepped out of the room to make a phone call, he heard a shopkeeper, an additional shopkeeper yelling for him. It turns out his mother had opened the box, felt a colder rush air from the box, and then started to suffer a stroke. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no, Mama Kevin. <laughs> oh my god that's an inopportune time to laugh so the shopkeeper who found the mother also felt like the box was looking at him and like it was a source of evil the box was looking yes at him? the box was staring into his soul the box i get that eyes. that's why i had trouble with candle magic the the flames were staring at me while i was doing it and not in a good way hmm. <laughs> i was done with it done with fair it. enough as we have candles in the studio this isn't candle magic they're just here for pretty ambiance ambiance <laughs> so his mother was temporarily paralyzed uh, while visiting his mother in the hospital his mother was able to communicate though because she was able to like have this board and point two different letters mm-hmm. to um communicate and he asked her how she was doing and she spelled out n-o-g-i-f-t N-O-G. No gift. No gift. And he was like, I got you a gift for your birthday. It happened right before the awful incident happened. And she responded, H-A-T-E-G-I-F-T. Hate Hate gift. gift. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Try to do something nice for you, mom, and give you a wine cabinet. And this is how you think? She suffered a stroke from the paranormal. Yeah, but rude. Wow. Wow. Ungrateful. You hear that, mom? <laughs> I know you're listening. Just make it disappear after I leave. You don't have to tell me you don't like it. She couldn't. She had a stroke. She was paralyzed. Good luck moving that wine cabinet. Fine. I'll take it back. Hey, guys, if you send us stuff via the P.O. box, please let me know so I don't go open it. <laughs> and send Ashley instead. I'm fine with that. So Kevin made the decision that it was probably time to get rid of the box. Smart move, Kevin. So he gifted it to his sister. No! (laughs) (laughs) He returned the box after a week, complaining that the doors of the cabinet wouldn't stay closed. So that's what... Okay, take back. Not knowing that this has paranormal ties to it, and someone gives you a gift, you're not going to react that way. Like, if the doors won't stay closed, you're not going to be like, brother, you're stupid. Take back this antique gift that you picked out We'll understand why later. So after that, he gifted it to his brother and wife, who gave it back after three days. The brother reported smells of jasmine, while his wife reported smells of cat urine. Ooh. Don't know what jasmine smells like, but I do know what cat urine smells like. That's a long way to say, I don't know if they smell the same. No, they They do do not. not. (laughs) Jasmine's kind of like a lavender, earthy, sagey kind of. That makes sense. And then, do you know who Kevin gave it to? His dad. His girlfriend. No, oh, Kevin. Kevin. Bitch, run. Here's the deal. Regifting, do what you got to do. Okay, so, double regifting and triple regifting? Right. If I'm that girlfriend, I'm going to be like, I don't think it was so much regifting. I think he was trying to get rid of it, which at the same time, why would you give it to the girlfriend? Why would you give it to family? Like, why not just sell it hella cheap in your shop? Right. Because some young kid that wants to like wants to buy antiques is going to be like, oh, this whole cabinet's only twenty dollars. Hell yeah, I would have just at just least. just say haunted cabinet and it'll be gone immediately. Oh, I'm on my way. <laughs> <Truth>. So Kevin <laughs> gave it to his girlfriend, who insisted it be sold after having it two days. 
The box was then, was then sold to a middle-aged couple. After three days, the box showed back up on the shop steps with a note that read, this has a bad darkness. Ooh. So at least they were kind of specific. Wait, is this the Dybbuk box in yeah. the, the museum? Yeah. No, I really want it. That was really <laughs> no, loud. Sorry. We're not. No, whoever's. we're not. No. But Zach Bagans. I know you have a crush on Zach Bagans. I do, and it's his box. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we are 12. We know they are twelve. I am bl- you laughed too. Look at you, you're blushing and you didn't even say it. Uh, fuck. <laughs> so Kevin, after not being able to pawn this off to family members, decided to take the wine box home while figuring out what the hell to do with it. No. It was why a- not just leave it at the shop? I don't know. If it was returned to the shop, why would you load it up and take it home? Why would you not just take it into the shop? Maybe you couldn't afford to lose more employees? Or why not just throw it out? Salt and burn. So Kevin decided to take it home to figure out what to do with it. It was at this time when he started having dreams where, while walking with a friend, he would turn to the friend and notice an evil about them before the friend turned into a demonic old hag who would then beat him. Ooh, no. Ke- That's a gr- he needs better people in his life. Kevin often woke up with bruises. <gasps> no. No, I don't like... Mm-mm. That cider's disappearing real fast. If- no, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I wake up with breezes often, but I'm anemic and sleep with four dogs in my bed. So fair. And a husband. But none of them are hellhounds. He's pretty immobile. Once he falls asleep, he's kind of like Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) He gets comfy and he's just like, and I'm done. So it took one night when Kevin had his sister brother and his sister-in-law stay at his house before everyone finally realized it's the fucking box. They all reported to have had Kevin's nightmare the night before. Ooh, Ooh, no. Yeah. And they also had it while they had the wine cabinet. Mm-mm. Oh, they when they each individually uh-huh. had the wine cabinet. No, that hag is trying to get out. Mm-mm. Well, the door's already opened. <laughs> yeah, Evan, my notes. It's, it, it's at this point, Kevin finally made the connection. Uh, Just now? Hurt it her. Um, Good job, Kevin. For about a week after the conversation, this is when dark figures and people's peripherals started showing up just randomly, haphazardly. That's cool, right? Nope. Mm-mm. So he put the cabinet into storage. That night, the fire alarm went off in, in the unit. And when he went to investigate, Kevin found no signs of smoke and was struck with the smell of cat urine. He took the box inside and started deep diving into the internet to figure out what on earth he had on his hands. He ended up falling asleep and having the exact same nightmare. Shocker. Upon waking up around 4 a.m., he smelled jasmine and saw a giant shadow figure walking away from him down the hallway. No. Who lives down the hallway? Apparently the Dybbuk box. Ah. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I mean, okay, you're an antique stealer. Granted, maybe he doesn't believe in paranormal up until this point. But wouldn't you know just like the basics of cleansing an item and none of these have been tried? See, for something like this, though, I read a couple articles. So to your point, people are like, why don't you just burn the thing? Well, that might not work for this, considering how strong an entity it is tied to the box. Well, no, but I'm just curious why, like, he didn't try to, like, sage it or do any of the cleansing rituals or do anything that he could to, like, convince the demon to, like, you're free. Peace out, homie. Go live your best life. Not by me. Because that's not how Dibbix work. But why didn't he try any of those things? Because he didn't know it was a Dybbuk. It was someone else later down the road that... But that's but what, what I'm what saying. Actually he is- didn't know what 
was possessing it. So why didn't he try something? As an antiques dealer, he should know to cleanse the haunted shit. I don't know. He gifted it to his girlfriend. He's obviously not that smart. Well, Valid. Durr. Okay, antiques <laughs> dealers out there, brush up on your cleansing rituals, please and thank you. If you find a dibic, call me. I will come visit and we will call Zach oh together. <laughs> <laughs> so what did he do with the box? He... So threw gave it, it away. away. It went onto eBay. Hey. Oh. With the hopes that someone who knew how to deal with the stuff would take it off his hands. He listed it on eBay as haunted. Yeah. Look, haunted shit goes real quick these days. So everything listed so far, Kevin explained in his original eBay listing, which you can actually find like a deep dark web version of or like an archive web page of. The original listing had also had no minimum price or reserve. Unfortunately, before selling the box, his entire aquarium, consisting of 10 fish, did die. Oh, oh no. Why you got to bring the animals into it? I don't like that. And I was wrong before. He did list it as a Dybbuk box. So, like, at least he could made the connection between the Jewish symbols on the granite in the cabinet to... Now, for our listeners who don't know what a Dybbuk box is... Can you explain that? I will once I get to my next couple of notes. Okie dokie. It's farther <laughs> down the right line. <laughs> I jumped the gun. So you guys ready? Straight from the original eBay list. Yes. Thing. This is where the Dippic box came from, like the history of it before he got it. During September of 2001, I attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. These items liquidated at the sale were from the estate of a woman who had passed away at the age of 103. A granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Poland, where she grew up, married, raised a family, and lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. She was the only member of her family who survived the camp. Her parents, brothers, a sister, husband, and two sons and a daughter were all killed. She survived the camp by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain, where she lived until the end of the war. I was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed here in Spain, and it was one of only three items that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. The other two items were a steamer trunk and a sewing box. Has anybody checked those to make sure they're not haunted AF? I, I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, so the box going back to his listing. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called it the Dibbic box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers, said a Dibbic and Kesselim. Did I look that up? Spit three times no, through her fingers? No, the word Kesselim. No, but is that what you said? She spit yeah. three times through, through her fingers. fingers. What? How did you know how to do that? Okay, like that? that's no. what the grandmother did. And the grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever, ever to be opened. Uh, why didn't they give this information when they were selling it? Because they wanted to get rid of it. And once he bought it, the girl was like, the granddaughter was like, this is yours now. Get it out of here. Mm. Bye bye. Your problem. Oh, I figured they would have just been like, grandma was crazy. But this is what she told us about it. So originally, the grandmother wanted the box reportedly buried with her so that it didn't go anywhere. But that was against the rules of an Orthodox Jewish burial. And obviously, since we have a story, that did not happen. <laughs> so what's a dibic? So it's part of Jewish mythology. It's a malicious, possessing spirit believed to be the dislocated soul of a dead person. It supposedly leaves the host's body once it has accomplished its goal, sometimes after being helped. So Kevin managed to sell this box to, as far as I can tell, a college student in June of 2003. It was sold again on eBay in February 2004. Wow. (laughs) With the following story. Okay, so note here. The new buyer also noted that the box had the following Hebrew inscribed on the back. Here, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Obviously, that's the English translation. Right. 
Blessed is the name of his honored kingdom forever. First off, the new owner didn't want to dive into the details of what occurred between June of 2003 and February of 2004, which is lame, but we do get some details. <laughs> so Sunday, the 31st of August in 2003, over the last week, some interesting, so this is his direct quote from his eBay listing that I also found. Though possibly coincidental, items of note have come up. Firstly, I share a house with six other people. We have been taking turns sleeping with the box in each of our rooms. So obviously, this was some sort of science experiment. Two College pe- kids, am I right? <laughs> Two people are now complaining of burning eyes. One is listless and depleted of energy. And another became spontaneously sick. In retrospect, I would say it was allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Guess which one sounds like me. A few days later... After these ongoing annoyances started, the air outside our house was filled with small bugs for several hours on a Friday. Weird summer stuff, question dot? Friday the 13th. It did perhaps? not specify. So last night, which was a Saturday, we discovered that the box now located in the back corner of the house had come mostly open. Though it had been shut and it seems unlikely that anyone could or would have touched it. Wednesday, September 10th, 2003, though it seems impossible to prove that the box is a direct cause of misfortune, we have definitely seen a tidal wave of bad luck. Strange odors now permeate the house. Maybe it's because it's a house full of boys. <laughs> uh, the dumpster out back overflows with trash and decay. One roommate suddenly got bronchitis and I broke a finger. What What does the dumpster overflowing with trash have to do? It's I don't, not our I'm, fault. Your trash man sucks. So uh, October 13th was Wednesday, by the way. 2000 and wait 2004 never mind hold on we're in 2003 keep going (laughs) (laughs) several mice have died in the engine of one car what uh maybe the mice are coming from the trash that's overflowing and more electronic devices seem to be dying every day also a wednesday he lists the xbox as like the first thing that died (laughs) he got the red ring of death it's xbox toaster tv and then watches watches like i just love the order of the stuff okay so watches are weird to me because everything else you could kind of write off as like an electricity search but watches so i don't really want to talk about anything between september and january so i'll just say that i'm selling the bucks now for a couple of reasons one around october 6th i started feeling bad with trouble sleeping this problem has persisted through today two i live alone now and as of late i noticed replacing a lot of light bulbs that have been burnt out and getting many unusual car repairs. Transmission fluid was burned out of the reservoir. Three, I've started seeing things sort of like large vertical dark blurs in my peripheral vision. Nope, 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 nope out of there. Go, go. (laughs) Four, I smell something like juniper bushes or stingy ammonia in my garage often, and I have no idea what from. Cat urine smells like ammonia. The box. Number five. Most disturbingly, last Tuesday, January 27th at 2004, my hair began to fall out. Hair? Hair began to (laughs) fall out. hair. (laughs) Today, Friday, it's about half gone. Oh, Jesus. I'm in my early 20s, and I just got a clean blood test back from the doctors. Maybe it's stress-related. I don't know. Jesus. Anyhow, for personal reasons, I very strongly do not want this box anymore. Did he sell it? Yeah, he did. I hope there's someone on eBay that will take this thing off my hands. I would just throw it away in the woods or something, but I know there has been some interest in the past. Okay. Well, yeah, you bought it, dude. Right? Or maybe there wasn't, and that's why you were able to buy it so cheap. Maybe. So the box was thankfully purchased by Jason Haxton, who was a professor and a museum director and was familiar with the box's notoriety. Because it kind of made its rounds in like 2003, 2004, and and then Haxton got it. After purchasing, he experienced shadows 
hives, headed to welts, and coughing up blood. No. Now this thing's giving out tuberculosis? I don't like (laughs) it. (laughs) Also, interestingly enough, he put it in storage for a little while and also had the fire alarm go off. She doesn't like to be contained. Nope. It's at this point, Huxon contacted the original owner, Kevin, to figure out the history of the box. This is when Kevin went back to the house where he bought the box and he met Sophie, the cousin of the old woman who passed. So she told Kevin the story of the box. So prior to World War II, seances were something that was super, super common. Sophie's cousin had a makeshift Ouija board with embroidery on a handkerchief. Ew. Ooh, pretty. No. During, during one of the seances, the group contacted what they thought was a dibbick. It haunted them as it tried to get them to bring it across. The girls used the box to trap the dibbick once it had come across to our world. I can't remember if I copy pasted that. So just in case there will be resources in the description. Just FYI. And also Can you imagine as a young child having to tell your mom she can't touch her wine cabinet because you trapped a dibbick in there? Good luck with that. My mom would be like, bitch, why had to use the good wine cabinet? <laughs> Question about Couldn't this. Couldn't get a shoebox? Can we make... A Dybbuk box, just in case anything ever happens and we have to trap a spirit? It only becomes a Dybbuk box once the spirit is trapped. Yeah. Well, can we make a box that we have just to trap a spirit in case we ever encounter one? And we are not using my china cabinet down there because I really like it. I'm imagining you scared at night because you saw a shadow throwing like a shoebox across the room. (laughs) Be gone, Dybbuk. Throw a shoebox. Yes, I will. Matt comes home. It's not about the Don't container. touch it. Why is this in the middle of the floor? Don't touch it. We're waiting for Ashley to get here. <laughs> Look, I have a friend who will help me with the Hebrew and we can get it ready to go so that all I have to do is just like close it. I really don't think that's Ashley. the order of events, but it doesn't okay. have to be Hebrew. Please let me know how like FaceTiming this friend while throwing shoe boxes goes. <laughs> It doesn't have to be Hebrew. It's called a divic box because it's Hebrew. Yeah. But a spirit box, there's, I mean, it's basically just capturing a spirit inside of a container. And the only reason it's called a divic box is because it's got Hebrew inscriptions on yeah. it. Do I need to put any religious inscriptions on this or will any box work? You're Generally, the one who it thinks needs to be blessed haunted. or bound somehow. That's the only way that they're going to stay I contained. know pastors. Okay, we're good. <laughs> pastors that handle spiritual. He's a freaking exorcist. Fair. Okay, we're off track. So what did Huxton do? He wrote a book oh. called The Dibbick Box. <laughs> Creative. Original. <laughs> oh, I was like semicolon. Guess what? It's available on Kindle. Oh. Did you get it? No, I, I found it Sunday. And I, it's Tuesday. I had things to do like <laughs> sleep and play Rocket League. Um. <laughs> so it also eventually became a movie called The Possession in 2012. Finally, sealing this box in mortality forever, this box was sold in 2016 to none other than Zach Baggins. Yum. Ashley's current. <laughs> what? Um, the box, as far as I understand, and I don't know if this has changed due to COVID or, you know, rearranging the museum, is available for viewing at his haunted mu- museum after things like waivers or signs. It's still and there. You, and they're still open right and now. You have and to I want to go. And you have to be older than 18. Oh, yeah. But it'll be closed. He will not open the box because he's scared as shit to open that thing. So I was listening to... Was it in That's Why We Drink, where they went and visited the museum? Yeah, they did, yeah. but I don't know if that's the story. No, the Dybbuk box freaked them out. It freaks out a lot of people, including Post Malone. Oh, wait, what? 
<laughs> so Post Malone fell into bad luck, such as things like his, I believe his Rolls Royce got broken into or stolen. Aww. Airplane tires exploding after Yeek. being present during an attempt by Zach to open the box. But this is all very hearsay, as in I found an article on TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> Reputable. But I thought I'd throw that in. I appreciate it. Post Malone and Zach Baggins. What an interesting combination. I want to go to that party. <laughs> it, it will. You will go to that party tonight in your dreams. But, oh, no. But fun fact. Shortly after acquiring the box, Zach Baggins put it in his haunted museum. And then mysterious protruding holes started appearing around the artifact. It's as if something was trying to break out from within the exhibit. Wait, what? Yeah. Holes inside of the box or walls like in of the, the... the walls of the room. But I thought he had the box closed with like plexiglass over it. He does. Okay. It's still trying to escape. Um, since it's on display, things like people like the staff or visitors have experienced black shadows, fainting, feelings of sickness, anger, anxiety, and more. I don't but like do you know that. how many haunted things he has in that museum? Fair. They're probably having a party making fun of all the people. No, but scared. the Dybbuk box, the Dybbuk box is notoriously, notoriously the one that freaks them, uh, freaks people out the most and like has the most issues. Oh yeah. And it's got its own room. And You want to get freaked out more? Yeah. No. I, I found one source saying that this specific Dybbuk box is a set of 10 in the world. No. Why would you do that? <laughs> Each, Wait. each one aligning with the tree of life from the concept of Kabbalah, the ancient Jewish tradition of mystical interpretation of the Bible. I have a question about this. If this was the woman who passed, if this was her and her cousin just taking something and like taking that wine box mm-hmm. or cabinet and making it a Dybbuk box, how is it one of 10? Do I don't, all I don't 10 know. Of them get associated with... It's, Maybe it had to be like blessed or something by It's unclear, someone. but it is I saw one source that said like each of the ten is related to something majorly negative happening in the world. Like this one's related to World War Two, this one related to the uh, Korean War, this one So it's more the spirit that's yeah. trapped in there, not the actual box. Yeah, but apparently there's Got just it. ten. So reportedly eight of ten of these boxes have known locations. Ooh. Zach owns two of them. Yes. Not what? <laughs> I love that man. It is unclear what these 10 boxes are, what their purpose are, or what happens if you open them. Because I literally only saw one source saying this. But if you come across a big box, just to be safe, let's not. I hope you know, I will be refusing to open any box that comes my way from now Christmas on. Christmas <laughs> is two months from now. And that's a lie because you're like, presents. This is true. Oh, she'd be really easy to pass a spirit on to. Don't do that to me. Jesus. Wrap it in like holographic wrapping in a bow and with a tag that says, for Tiffany, that the prettiest. If <laughs> that would work. Someone did, they would in turn be passing it on to all of us because the first thing she would do would be to call us. When stuff started going sideways? Yeah, she mm-hmm. would. She would. But maybe we could get Zach Baggins here. Uh, I want to go to the museum so bad. I'll go with you. <gasps> you will? Yeah. <sighs> Tiffany can hang out at a pool in Vegas. Oh, I will be go. chilling by the pool while you guys do that. And I can't wait to hear your and stories when you get back. Might require a shot of something before I go uh, in. We'll be in Vegas. There'll be lots be of fine. those. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to go so bad. I'll go with you. That's like I'll even take my anxiety meds so I know it's real paranormal and go. not anxiety. <laughs> It's probably like top five bucket list places for me right now. Well, thank you so much for bringing us the Dybbuk box. I hated it. 
<laughs> Thanks, I hate it. This is how you know Tiffany loves saying, Well, thank you so much for visiting. Please don't do it again. Please fuck off forever. Okay, bye. Well, that's that's how you're supposed to handle a spirit. You approach them politely and say thank with you appreciation, so much. and you put your foot down and establish boundaries. I am establishing my boundary right I'm now. Imagine Ashley like putting her foot down and going, No. Uh huh. <laughs> 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 we don't do that in this house okay get back in your box do you right want to now. hear it or feel it but so help me i will take you down if i have to tell you to get back in your box again we are not going to the park this weekend <laughs> one <laughs> that sounds like a conversation you've had many times what? <laughs> separate bedroom he has a whole room not just a box guys okay <laughs> Are you talking about your son, your husband, your dog? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and yes. Well, well thank that was you, fun. Honey. Right? That was a good one, Rebecca. And that was, y'all look at y'all like taking after me on your list. <laughs> I'm so proud. And I swallowed my own spit. Might be dying, but I'm so proud. <laughs> wow. Okay. Thanks. Well, I'm getting the eyeballs. So remember, friends. <laughs> I don't know what to do with compliments. <laughs> Well, on that note, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics to discuss or you want to send, you know, GIFs of Zach Baggins to Ashley, we're all on social media. Search uh-huh. for us. We're there. Or you can email strange topics to us at thelatestestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show and support our trip to Vegas and go to the museum, I guess I could expense it as a business trip. I hope Celine's performing when we go to Vegas. Is she still there? Not important. <laughs> Always important. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash the ladies of strange. Keep it strange, lovelies. Goodbye. Ooh. What was that? It's spooky, spooky season. <laughs> oh, okay. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking souls will haunt you.